0: Simran's an excellent line dancer right here, <laughs> right here. here. He's got the big belt buckles. He's got a 10-gallon hat that he puts over his turban the whole pit. <laughs> <laughs> was that a big thing, too? Were there, like, growing up, were there, were there sick guys that, like, totally went hard into the whole Texas culture?
1: Not, I mean, where I was, there were just no other six. Oh, really? <laughs> was, yeah, in San Antonio, so it was just, okay. like, my brothers and me. <laughs> Even generally, the six in Texas mostly lived in the cities. And so they're like, you're not, you're not doing the whole like, country-western thing as much. I mean, it's still, it's still around, but it's more urban culture.
0: Uh-huh. we with hip-hop culture. <laughs> okay, see like kind of All right. Dear listeners, this is Interfaith-ish. I'm your host, Jack Gordon, and every other Wednesday right here on Tacoma Radio, we bring you bold conversations about what we believe, why we believe, and how we navigate the common ground and differences between our traditions. This week, I'm sharing a conversation I had with Simran Jeet Singh and Aisha Khan. If you're a religion nerd like me, you already know that these two are friggin' awesome. What can I say? That's what it says in their bios. Simran is, among many things, a professor of religion at Union Theological Seminary and, as far as we know, the first Sikh American with a regular column in a U.S. publication. And Aisha Khan is a journalist with the Religion News Service and a member of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community. My goal for this conversation, aside from just creating an excuse to hang out with these cool kids, my goal was to hear about the stuff you don't usually talk about in interfaith circles, when people are worried about being nice and polite, I wanted to dish on the hilarious and sometimes embarrassing stuff, stuff we can relate to despite our differences or had no idea about because every community has their own, well, ish. Let me tell you Simran and Aisha let it all hang out in this conversation and I love them for it. I had the best time. So hold on to your hijabs dear listeners, it's time to get into some really real interfaith ish.
1: Yeah, I grew up going to camps in what winter time was Houston. Chicago was spring. DC was summer. We'd do some in Pennsylvania. That's like the only place where I met six, and like that's where I mean you would learn a little bit. I learned a bit. I learned a lot from my parents actually. But that's like where you would actually mm. like sit down and have classes on like history and theology and scripture and stuff like that. So see,
2: they don't want Muslim you know. girls to leave the house, so they don't. Have I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 I mean, some
0: some definitely don't. But um, yeah. <laughs> but is the community different on that? I feel like. I don't know, there's some quality about it that's like, I don't know, maybe it's it's the, the millennialist t- thing of, of, of the movement, but there's sort of a, a more chill vibe about about that. Would you you know, one community? of the things
2: is, it, I do feel like there's a more chill vibe in a lot mm-hmm. of ways, but maybe that's just because I'm more comfortable there as a mm-hmm. girl in it. it. Um, but what is really unique about it is that it's more structured than most, if not any other... Um, Muslim sect, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, this this came up in panels earlier that, like, there's, or in your panel, actually, that, in, like, in Islam, there's not that kind of hierarchy, right? Um, well, in Ahmadiyya, there is, yeah. right? So we, we believe in, like, a caliphate, right? That um, And so he's, like, our Muslim Pope, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, like, he for for us, like, we, you know, follow everything he says, and like, he um, is like the leadership, right? right and so, right. like, under him, there's a lot of structures. There's like, oh, there's a men's org. It's it. When I went to Utah to like BYU for the first time recently, like, it felt a lot like what I was seeing there, in the sense that like, oh, there's like a Relief Society for right, women right, right there, right. and we also have like. Uh, a women's association that like okay. once you once um, once you turn like fourteen, you uh, a boy goes into khudam, which is like, the, you know the fifteen to like forty, mm. you're in there, and then for women it's fourteen and above you're in Lejna and okay. yeah, and so like there's these different auxiliary organizations. What, what do you
0: do? What are the yeah? Things I mean it's doing? just like,
2: um, uh, you know they'll have like weekly meetings or monthly meetings and like. You know, you have workbooks, and you, like... I, I think it is really, in a lot of ways, very similar to um, the it's kinds Hebrew of structure. School. Yeah, yeah, it, I mean, yeah, you know, you have these kind of classes. Um, mm-hmm. We also have, like, um, like a TV channel, like, 24-7. Like, it's okay, called okay, Muslim Television
0: different.
2: Uh-huh. Uh, Ahmadiyya, like, MTA, okay. right? And so, like, uh, you can just tune into it and watch, like, the Khutbah, the Friday Sermon of our Khalifa from mm-hmm. anywhere in the world. like it's, Those are things that you are not going to see in most Muslim communities, right? right? And so like we have our annual convention. We have one in the US um, as well. Well, actually, we have a West Coast one, and then we have a Maine one that happens in Pennsylvania every year. Mm-hmm. Canada has one. Uh, like, Germany has one. Um, the UK has like the international one, because that's where our headquarters are.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the Jelsa. Like, yeah, the Jelsa,
2: yeah. Um, so that's kind of. Something that you don't see in any other kind of Muslim community. Obviously, we have, um, you know, outside of the the community, you have the Isna convention, right. which is you know huge. Um, but that. But, but
0: are you guys going to that? N-
2: no, it's, no, it's not really like.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: I I wouldn't say that you're. I mean, in some sense, you're kind of not welcomed. You know what I mean? Mm. Like there is tensions there. Yeah. Um. Uh. But also just like. Why would we? Do you know what I mean? Like we, yeah, gotta, we have, have we have so parties. much programming mm-hmm. happening um, throughout the year that like that just there isn't that much intermeshing of our like yeah. communities. There's not that much mingling happening.
0: Yeah, 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 huh?
2: Yeah. No, but it's funny because like whenever I talk to people who are not empathy, mm-hmm. they're always like, "Dang, like the empathy PR is like really <laughs> well coordinated." You know what I mean? It's like really structured. And frankly, I don't see that in as many like other some mm-hmm.
1: things, you know?
0: mm-hmm.
2: There's so right. much internal structure, and that's just that's absolutely.
1: Yeah, and you don't. Yeah, you don't see those. That well. Yeah, that's an
0: interesting point. And the Sikh community is just all over the place with that stuff, right? Because each each community is sort of on its own. Or is there a good? I mean, aside from like the camps and stuff, is there a good networking that?
1: Yeah, it's, it's loose. So, like every every community is on its own. Uh, there is no, um, you know, higher church structure. Mm-hmm. There's no. I mean, there's there's a there's a, a document, a historic document that gives you a sense of like what the basic aspects of a sick place of worship should look like. Yeah. But it's really minimal in that sense, and there's no gov- It's not governance. It's like, you know, you should have a scripture there. You should not have alcohol there. You mm-hmm. should like, like that's mm-hmm. it, right? It's mm-hmm. it's like bare bones, and so um, the advantage is that each. Community adapts to their own sort of yeah. environment yeah that's really helpful the disadvantage is then you don't have the coordination it takes a lot of work to right. actually do things together and in a I think in an environment right now um, where you know there's a lot of strength in numbers and yeah. you need community sort of solidarity then it takes a lot of heavy lifting to pull everyone together mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. So the so the Amadea are, are the are the Mormons and the and the Sikhs are the Baptists then. You guys
2: are
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. You're building your Baptist yeah. convention, that's what you're looking for,
2: right?
1: I <laughs> guess. Jack and I were talking about what are the internal jokes within our own community that no one else would know outside of us. Mm. So like what do six joke about with each other that are like just like six specific I mean the the obvious one to me is is like turban culture Uh so like there's like and this might be I I think it's pretty similar in a job culture but it's like you know me and my friends ever running joke about how the day goes uh, the day goes on and your turban gets looser and it rides up on your forehead and then people can see your turban tan like my yeah, skin's pretty line. light and the tan <laughs> line is brutal that's a yeah. big thing <laughs> <laughs> and like nobody nobody knows it and i yeah. like part of the reason they don't know it is because i don't want anybody to yeah. see my tan line like uh-huh. I'm, it's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like things like that like uh-huh. you know your kids and uh when you wear the smaller turbans called putkas you know you have your is hair the of the ball. with the ball yeah uh-huh. and you have the your hair wrapped up as like it looks like a ball on top of your head um but if you're if you're if the ball, the Judah, it's called if that's crooked, like you're done. Like we <laughs> yeah, fun of them. I mean, we have friends from when we were kids that we still make fun of. I like this kind of thing where like I always when I go into a crowd like there aren't gonna be any six around, nobody's gonna know what my turban's supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. But like I feel because of like all the all the inside jokes we have, I'm like, no, I can't be caught. Like, right. you know, just with, a, with a be that Yoda. one
0: guy in the back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: it's I like, just bro, can't. What's up? <laughs> yeah, it's not worth it. It's not worth the risk. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh man. Oh man.
1: So you're just like kids are just throwing low-key shade yeah. and each
0: other <laughs> on the playground for a
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> get out of place. Um. The turban culture is a good one. I, I don't know what, the uh, tan line you said, you have similar ones? Oh, yeah,
2: for sure the tan line, because it can get really like, also our neck is covered, right, mm. or, for a lot of women who wear it. I mean, a lot of women also wear like a turban style hijab, yeah. so I imagine that it's a very similar situation <laughs> happening. But yeah, um, the tan lines, that's big. Um, as well as, like, the politics of what kind of hijab you choose. Um, because there's, like, you know, the easy outs, right? Like, the person who's, like, kind of new to wearing hijab will often wear, like, something called the alamira, which is, like, the kid's beginner. It's, like, the the, kids, the, training, the, training, the training, training wheels of hijab, <laughs> of hijab, right? So it's, like, this, like... They come it's in, like, like one on piece... Tie, and, exactly, right? <laughs> right? So it comes in, like, one piece or two piece, and you just, like... Slip it on your head. It's like Uh a complete slip-on. It's not going to go anywhere, right? Um, And then they typically come in like some really gaudy color like pink or something and it might have like Sparkly embellishments and stuff and it's fine if a child's wearing that that's like cute. I I love it Right, but sometimes you catch like someone who's like 25 and like maybe should know better I mean also if you're new to Islam again, that's another thing right because like you, you know, you are using the training wheels, that's fine, right? <laughs> but, like, when you've been wearing it for, like, five years, like, up your game. You know what I yeah, mean? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, And then there's other things, like, um, I used to wear this, and I've, I've stopped just because, like, it's inconvenient. Um, but, and hot also, but like an underscarf, right? So it's a layer that like Mm -hmm. keep, like you can see like the tops of my hair right now Mm -hmm. and it slips around a bunch and I have to spend time dealing with that. But if you wear an underscarf, then it's like a headband (laughs) that just kind of keeps things in place. Um,
1: What I hear from my hijabi friends is like, there's part of that is also like, how neat your hijab is yes. indicates, like, where you are in life. Like, if yeah. you're, like, checked out because you're married already, you're not trying to <laughs> impress anybody.
2: Yeah, 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 that's, <laughs> <Let it> <laughs> that's what <laughs> <got> going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but there's, like, um, it's really funny because, like, people will, like, rag on people and be like, oh, like, you, like, your underscarf is showing, which is, like, not stylish anymore, apparently. Mm. It was, like, five eight years ago, right? Like, that was a trend Whoa, to have, like, a stripe of, okay. of like, uh-huh. a different color. Like, you would have some contrast in color, like a white hijab. or right. Like, a red underscarf or something. Like, it used to be the thing. And now it's like, oh, my God, like, cover up your underscarf, thing. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, Linda Sorcerer, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, this is not a thing that anyone who's not Muslim is talking about, but, like, she gets like, laughed at just her, dragged just all
0: the all time. time
2: for Scott's Yeah, because she, she has a little bit of, yeah, happening, and they're like, you're literally just like a child. But she, she, she's
0: got, like, five kids. I mean, you know, yeah. she's, yeah, she's, she's like, doing the work. Give like, her a that's break. Not,
2: that's not what she's concerned about in her life, and she shouldn't be, but um, not, there are people who are concerned about that for her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm going to be at the meeting where, where somebody's like, Linda, it's... I really appreciate what you're doing in the community. We just need to do a little bit of a makeover yeah, with this you, is an right, We need to do a style upgrade. Oh man, yeah. who are the style icons living in their own time in the sick in the sick world that people are like? You oh, know, among turban among, envy,
1: among men, um, like so. There, there are a lot of models up and coming. Um, I think the one who's the one who, like, people talk about and I see, like, trying to emulate is, is Jigmeet Singh, the, the guy running for prime minister in Canada. Like, he's got a good, he's got a good sartorial game. Um, you
2: know, he's got... It's, he gets, like, coverage the Canadian press over it, He's right? been in, like, GQ yeah.
1: for his fashion, like, and he takes pride in it. Yeah. his brother, both, him and then are, like, kind of fashion icons. So a lot, of, a lot of young people are trying to dress like them. It's kind uh-huh.
0: of cool. So what, how, would you, how would you, like, classify their, their style then? I, I mean, don't. is it just like they They've got. I don't know who you're talking about. I haven't seen, it, or maybe yeah, I've seen yeah, the picture, yeah. but I'm not quite sure. So, but, I mean, is it in? Is it in like the full outfit? Like they just know how to wear a suit well? Or yeah, is yeah, it's, it's more like, like that. A, I mean, okay. It's not.
1: It's, it's not, not necessarily killer, hipster, but it's suit. clean. It's, yeah, it's exactly. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, clean is probably the word. But like they wear, um, their beards open, which is like. There's, there's another insider thing, but like. It's, it's sort of a fashion style that's coming back into the like, sick community where like wearing your beard out. Like instead of like I Has pin it mine po- up. Yeah, yeah. Do you really? Yeah, yeah, mine's pinned up right now. Cause mine, mine I, I used to leave it out and then like I have these two weird curls and it goes in like different directions. Uh-huh. So it used to be cute and then like it kind of got out of control. <laughs> so that's when I started pinning mine up, but that, that's like an internal thing too. Like mm. you can tell where in the States even somebody's from depending on how they do their beard. Like there's a long Island style. What? Yeah, what? yeah, yeah oh totally. these ones. These are ones. <laughs> <These are gross. laughs> like if, you, you if I see to. someone, if I'm, if I'm at, a, if I'm at a, one of these conferences yeah. and I see like somebody whose beard is like gelled to their face, I can tell you where they're from. Like no doubt
0: no that's yeah. wild so you, need
2: to, you need to make like an ultimate guy to identify yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but
1: it's like generational too like yeah. my dad's generation used to wear they would tie their beard using a, it's called a thaga, like a a string basically like a black string that would like blend in yeah. well okay yeah all right and then my, my, then my grandfather's generation would wear a net and like this nobody would do that like now, the, right? so like, the older
0: yeah. dudes. I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'm seeing these guys, I'm like, is, is that dude wearing a hair
1: on his beard? No, no, no.
0: And I, honestly, I thought it was a medical condition, like at some point. You know, like oh, somebody right, right, just yeah. like had something going on. Well then there's also like when whatever. you
1: do hairspray in the morning. I don't use hairspray, yeah. but like um that style is probably the most popular, like you do hairspray, and then you use like a white cloth to like wrap over your turban and over your beard to set it. Mm. And it takes like an hour or two, like my, my father-in-law does this, it takes, and my brother-in-law does. This, wears one of these. It takes an hour or two. So like, it's just like a big white thing. It looks like you've got like your jaw dislocated or something, or you like just came out of the dentist. <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> that's exactly so, it, I've, okay.
1: I've, I've heard right. of stories where like yeah. people, I heard this one story where there were these three sick musicians who were traveling and they were all wearing that white band and somebody thought they were kidnapping somebody because they thought it was like a... A mask. Yeah, a mask. And so they called the cops really on them they, yeah, 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 exactly. Brocolors. It's just like totally different than anything you'd see anywhere
0: else. Oh my else. goodness. So dudes are just going to the grocery store like, I just have to go out quick to get some OJ yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah, It's like, it's like a kind of thing where you do You don't want
1: anybody to see it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even though they wouldn't know any different. Like you're already wearing a turban, you look different enough. Yeah. So uh-huh. You may as well have that other random thing <laughs> over your beard.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, but the kind of equivalent of that would be um, a lot of Muslim women who are like a and even like I don't really wear it in that way right like I just typically wear like something long open right Mm -hmm. but like you know this will be like close to like a burka you know what I mean Mm -hmm. where it's like just an open long often black um dress down to your feet right Mm -hmm. um so those I mean like they're really handy (laughs) (laughs) if you like you just gotta like run out and take the trash Uh you know like you know, just run a really quick errand, and you're wearing your pajamas, or like, do you know what I mean? Like, You've just got your SpongeBob
0: like, <laughs> SquarePants pajamas underneath. You, yeah, your abaya.
2: yeah, yeah, definitely. And even I know a lot of women who are like, uh, there again, there's like different feelings about this, but some people will will go out in their abaya, and they'll, you know, they'll look really like conservative and stuff, but underneath they've got like short shorts mm. to like keep cool and.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've relaxed. seen some of that where yeah. it's like, and it's also like, especially. Well, I guess the assumption is if you're dressed in like a buyer or something like that, like you're super conservative and like simple, Yeah. that's like part of the stereotype. And, and then underneath they have like the women that I knew would have like their Gucci necklaces and their like whatever fancy purses and all that. And I was like, oh yeah, that doesn't really jive with what I thought you might be. <laughs> like, like with the simplicity or whatever. Mm. Yeah.
2: But well, I mean... For some Muslim women, that's kind of almost part of the beauty, right? But, like, you can wear whatever you want and be as, like, showy as you want or whatever in order to, like, have fun with your friends or, like, dress up for an event. Right. But, like, you don't have to show that to the rest of the world or yeah. anyone you don't want to. Yeah, you can just, yeah. like, you don't see any of that yeah, 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 until yeah, yeah, yeah. you get to, like, the sister's the only party si- <laughs> and it comes up and you're in your sleeveless dress or whatever you want, right? So.
0: I mean, my my own thing for years, I was like just totally convinced that everybody is just rocking purple mohawks and everything under, <laughs> under their and, and I've got this friend who's a, who's a convert who's like this little punk skater girl, you know, she's got her vans and she's got some tattoos yeah. and nose ring and the whole thing. And, uh, and I was like, tell me, tell me the truth, you, you, you actually, she's like, I totally have a, <laughs> I have a mohawk on <laughs> underneath this. You know, I we were over there with my daughter. My daughter was fascinated, you know, she'd never seen seen her uncovered. And so um, she says, do you, you want to, like, we can just go into the other room if you want. Do you want to see me with, with my yeah. job on? <laughs> She's like, yeah, she was really, really curious. So they, like, go around the corner and she takes her, takes her job off. And, and I was like, oh, my God, you've got your hair all different colors. Like, she had just done it up like a
1: whole bunch of rainbow stripes so or all this also, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So... So yeah, that's a dirty secret in the, in the sick community. Like, so people know we don't cut our hair and they know that our hair is that, therefore, I mean, the assumption is your hair is long underneath. And like, that's true for most of your life, but like- At some point. People start balding and like, nobody ever knows. And like, so it's convenient to have a turban, um, but I know six who are like completely bald. Like for no real? hair at all. Yeah, exactly. Wow. But like, they'll have like- Not just
0: bad bald, but like- not, just Like like, like, took, like no like, hair and they took it off or they, no, or no, no, they no. it did just, nat- it just nature took it yeah yeah, yeah. Or like, cause that's very the whole thing about wearing hair, a baseball right? cap. You know, my mom's growing up. She's like, if you wear your baseball cap all the time, your hair's gonna start thinning out. On there. Oh, is that a thing? So I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it's just not you know, your hair's not breathing the follicles <laughs> aren't getting the air that they need. Oxygen. I mean, this is
2: like a thing, like a legit um, among uh, a lot of Muslim women. Like, if you go on some of the forums and stuff mm. like that, or like YouTube comments, you'll always see like for like these hijabi influencers, there will always be comments from, from girls who are like, "Hey, I started wearing hijab, but like my hair's falling out. Like, I don't know what to do. Can you give me oh. like?" hair tips and stuff yeah but that's like a real thing that um i feel like i started to get this a little bit um when i wore my underscarf right Mm. which is part of the reason that i stopped because i was like "Eh, i'm not trying to not i mean i know not that many people are gonna see but still (laughs) (laughs) it is important to me to have hair um but yeah like because it it can be pretty tight and constrictive and like depending on the fabric Mm. you use right so there's like there's like a secret underworld of like tips on like you, the best like, like fabrics to use? Are stuff. these all
0: on on like protected Instagram accounts and stuff? Because how do you talk about sort of hair care and all that sort of thing without showing yourself, you know, publicly? You know what I mean?
2: Well, you can just talk about the methods that you use or the issues that you have, You're and just yeah, I mean, doing there it is on a
0: like with a wig or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are <do> you?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that definitely is like a a hurdle for yeah. I think some um, like YouTubers and mm-hmm. Instagrammers and stuff.
0: Like growing up for you, how, ma- how many people, like you played sports growing up, yeah? Yep. Yeah. So did guys on your team and everything, people, people saw you without, without your turban, you go swimming and stuff like that or was it um. a very like select group of folks?
1: Yeah, so my when my friends would come over, like the friends I was tight with when they'd be over at home, like if they'd sleep over there, like that's mm-hmm. when I would take my turban off usually. Um in the locker room. Yeah, yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of my teammates would see the turban. Then like it wouldn't happen as much in basketball, but in soccer occasionally, like from a a, a header or something. Or like, yeah, like yeah, a fight, knock yeah, off, a turban yeah. comes the off. Turban that's nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there was one we were in like the uh a high school playoff game, I remember, and it was, like, a, it was a big game, and um, so a bunch of the TV channels were there, and I, like, headed the ball and scored, and so I was, like, running, celebrating when my turban felt like, it knocked my turban off when I scored, uh-huh. and so I'm, like, running, celebrating, and I look like this crazy guy who's, like, excited, <laughs> and, like, his hair is, like, flying out behind his head, but it's on TV everywhere, and I was, like, well, I guess, like, no, that's what it is, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have to find. I know. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I don't mind people seeing my hair. It's yeah, not yeah. like a sacrilege or anything like that. Um, and so like even now, you know, friends come over, they see it. It's, mm-hmm. it's not like, but I wouldn't, I don't, I don't go out. Like I'm not going to go to the grocery store or whatever. Like I live in New York. If, even mm-hmm. if I'm going downstairs to check the mail, like I'm putting my turban on in case yeah. people see me for the most part.
0: But the style, the one that you're wearing is different from from what I see most. Like actually. As a style icon, yeah, you kind yeah. of are setting yourself apart a little bit. You <laughs> right. are a trendsetter Once you've got like the box thing going on. Yeah, it's kind yeah, of yeah. like As opposed to, I don't, what what would you call? What is the what's the name of that? There's like there's a triangle that happens. Yeah, in yeah. Metal.
1: That's called a buggerty Okay, and that's um. So that's what you will see most people of the previous generations wearing. It's a style that's popularized in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of like what Aisha was saying before, like there are like different styles and different reasons and they kind of tells you something about who you are yeah. based on whatever you choose. So like part of the the trend now is like the traditional circular style that I'm uh-huh. wearing. So that's actually a traditional This is this is an older style. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's coming back. Um, and so that's like what young people are wearing. Right. So it's yeah. more trendy. Like Jigmeet Singh, that prime minister Canada in Canada, he, he wears Got a more it. circular style. Okay. Okay.
0: Um,
1: but then there's also like a political reason. Yeah. So there was a group of, the, the group of six who used to wear the triangular style that's popular today in the 1800s, they're the ones who sold out the Sikhs to the British during, like that, that led to Punjab being annexed Whoa. in the colonial period. And so for me, when I learned that, I was like, oh, no, thank you. <laughs> I don't want to do that style anymore. So it's, I mean, it's kind of arbitrary, right? Like there's all right. sorts of other things that we've picked up that are, but for me, like that was something I learned. And I was like, all right, cool. I don't, I don't need to do it. And it's, this is, I was more comfortable because I don't that, cover my ears. That's So that helps uh, too. Prob- it's lighter.
0: Probably the least surprising Simran thing ever is that there's some political dimension to yeah, yeah. Style and it has to style of colonialism somehow. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think the reasons for Muslim or for hijab styles are a little less... Politically loaded, perhaps. <laughs> um,
0: but in yeah. Iran, like for example, uh, the Iranian friends that I have, yeah. they they would talk about that like it was a huge statement, you know, to wear oh, yeah. to oh, wear sure. like this, right? Yeah. Like to have have just the very yes. little bit of yeah, your yeah. hair showing was like this big. Oh my god! Yeah. You know, the Revolutionary Guard are going to come after you yeah. and everything. We're asserting our, it you know, like feminist, a middle finger, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Um, I mean, I feel like mm, I don't know how much. That necessarily translates in America, perhaps to some extent. But um, like I was saying earlier, like the underscarf style used to be quite popular before, and as well as um, there was like a big trend for like layered look, right? So you would have a longer scarf mm-hmm. for like a more like a voluminous look, yep. right? Yep. Where <laughs> you would try and make like multiple layers and have like a I love that. Yeah. look. I, I mean, I can't pull it off though. Like I try, like believe me, I tried. I spent many a night in front of the mirror, like trying different jobs. Can't, I don't know. I can't make it work. And also, and yeah. it requires a lot of pinage, That's right? right? Precise pins. <laughs> and I always lose my pins, so it's just not convenient for me. But the style that I do, pretty much is, um, just like what is a kind of coming back in vogue right now because of. Um, I think it's mostly like a y kind of trend mm-hmm. right where it's like a really simple um what we call like a dupatta style mm-hmm. right so this is like um you know like a what a pakistani or indian auntie would wear where it's just like one piece of cloth and then you like swipe it over your shoulder right, right? basically is what it is and So a cool aunt yeah and then like a little bit of your hair will show yeah. and that will depend on the person whether you want to wear an underscarf to like keep that tucked away and ne- neat and tidy or whether you're just like it! I don't care <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna happen
1: how do you feel about like the Nike hijab or the Adidas hijab or something like that like the, the I don't know the, like look the look logo no like would you wear it person. yeah
2: um I only wouldn't wear it because one it's it seems pretty expensive I think and also <laughs> like um I don't, I don't know if I can pull off that style like because it's very like um conforming and yeah, tight yeah, I don't fine, know yeah. I, like yeah I don't know but
0: you're a high performance athlete you need yeah, to have well, yeah, wicking technology I do. <laughs> no
2: actually my husband was like let's buy this for you so we can actually go hiking and you're not wearing like <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is literally what I wore hiking in Acadia like uh-huh. last weekend yeah, it's
1: pretty yeah.
2: and um it's, That's it's not good it, it's just
0: not a lot of <laughs> ventilation not
2: exactly yeah I mean there definitely is um a lot of um Muslim-owned brands that are doing that as well. Yeah, I um, so I feel like I might just, because I have thoughts about, like, fast fashion in general, and also this is something, like, that um, I kind of learned from um, Huda Khatabi, who's, like, this um, Iranian-American community organizer and activist in um, Chicago, and she runs this, um, this like, refugee-run, like, clothing manufacturing cooperative mm. um, but anyway so she's like super anti-fast fashion and so she wrote a couple essays about this um, on her blog and um, one of them is about how like it basically just rails against companies like Nike in particular but also like Asian H&M and stuff that have like these um, hijabi models and they're like putting them in the forefront of their marketing campaigns and things like that and all these you know like American Muslim girls are like oh my god representation mm-hmm. take my money whatever but she's like Yeah, you're making this money, like, off the backs of our Muslim brothers and sisters who are working in sweatshops in these countries and, you know, mm, what have it, mm. what have you. So, um, yeah, so I feel like when I look at the Nike hijab in particular, I think about that. Um, Mm. So that kind of feels to me but I don't don't mind at all like at all the idea of like high performance hijabs and things like that and I really I think it's great that they're coming into the market and becoming very accessible to folks
0: just to be able to have the option
2: exactly yeah Yeah.
0: you can yeah you can choose or or not yeah you know
2: I mean like growing up it was always kind of like a thing that I'm I'm not an athletic person right like I've gotten recently into hiking because of my husband but (laughs) um yeah I've never been an athletic person and that's the case for a lot of Muslim women I know, mm. and um especially when it comes to like swimming and stuff, that's just like even if you want to, there's such a barrier to entry because you're like, eh, I don't know if my clothes work. Um, also, this is like really heavy once I get into the water and like really impedes my progress so and also it's just I feel uncomfortable um looking so different from everybody else Mm -hmm. when i'm you know especially like if you're trying to um, go to the gym or something for the first time right right? and you're already so self-conscious like oh my god people are going to be looking at how slow i am or whatever right or like how i don't know how to use this equipment um or you know me learning trying to learn how to swim when i'm like 20 years old right things like that right um when you add the fact that like you don't have proper clothing to deal with these kinds of you know basic Athletic yeah, yeah. You know, um, endeavors.
0: Do you th- do you think that? I mean, obviously, we are living in a different time than a lot of these, um, I guess, forms of dress were developed, right? Yeah. So having the gym culture and 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 everybody. I mean, obviously, swimming has been around yeah. since forever, but. But the idea of a swimsuit, right, is is a is a recent phenomenon. So do you I mean, do you feel like there there are currently outfits that you would feel comfortable in if you were to go down to the YMCA and, you know, do some laps and things like that or go to the beach? I actually you...
2: tried um I ordered like a Brugini, mm-hmm. right? And um for me, it did not work. Like I find them, mm. I like they're just very unstylish. Like some people can pull them off, but like for me, I'm just like not into the look at all. So it's basically
0: like a wetsuit. It's basically right? a wetsuit, yeah.
2: but um, also you have the added for. I mean, not every Muslim woman will do this, but um, for like added modesty, they'll be it'll be like kind of like a dress and legging kind yeah. of situation, right? Not form right? fitting. Not form fitting. So around like the hips, it'll flare out or whatever. Kind of just looks weird, frankly. Um, yeah, like, I mean, and also, like, the the hijab that goes with it, it just, you kind of end up looking like an alien unless you're, one, already really attractive, right? Like, that helps, of course. Just, just Rule one, be attractive. Right? Yeah, that, yeah, I mean, but, like, that's the thing that, like, all these Instagram influencers or whatever, I, I keep referencing influence. I don't, I'm not even on Instagram. That's so funny. <laughs> but, yeah, like, they always look so good wearing these things, but, like, I know that if I, try it and it wouldn't work but yeah (laughs) yeah so I don't know um it is really good though that like these options are becoming available and as more Muslim women in particular are like going into um these kind of are are leading these companies and brands and stuff like that that are producing these um kind of clothing options I think it's going to get even better Mm. because they actually are going to be the ones wearing it Mm -hmm. and they know what We can handle.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are you worried about co opting? Like, do you think that people are going to start, I don't know, sort of wearing headscarves or some of these, you know, like mass produced ones or something just just for fashion, even if they don't necessarily have ties to to the Muslim community?
2: I mean, I don't really, personally, I don't really. Care about that? Like, Mm -hmm. I know there are a lot of conversations that happen um, about things like World Hijab Day, Mm. right? And like similar conversations about you know like turban tying events and stuff, right? Where it's like, oh, you you can be a sick person for a day, or like you can be a Muslim woman. It's like, "Ah, are are you really experiencing life as (laughs) like a minority right now, or Uh do you just have a piece of cloth on your head, right? So yeah, there are a lot of conversations about that and about like kind of cultural appropriation and this idea of like false allyship, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. Um, and I do kind of yeah, I, I'm not exactly comfortable with those things, yeah. but um, I mean the idea like if somebody wants to wear a hijab, then like do it. Right. Like I don't I don't if whatever spiritual or not spiritual practice you are emerging from. Yeah. I mean, yeah,
0: take yeah. it. That's, I hadn't thought about the turban tying thing. I've been to a number of interfaith events where that's been a thing, and I've never stopped to think about it because it's like, oh, that's not something I'm interested in doing right now. You know, what what do you feel about that about the about that experience? Sort of to, to Aisha's point. Uh,
1: yeah, similar, similar to Aisha. It's like it's kind of like one of those things where um, there's good and there's bad that comes with it. I think that's kind of how everything in life is, right? Like pros and cons mm-hmm. them and mm-hmm. sort of see where you fall and you know I can see both sides and I've actually been on both sides of that debate about you know actually uh, it was after 2001 when I started the turban Day idea like it was just like for me it was like how do I get people to stop killing us and yeah. it was like let's create awareness and how do you create awareness Like you have to do something catchy and what's catchy like something interactive Mm -hmm. and what's central and what would be educational and what would be a good intervention and so that's where the idea came from and so like
0: i hadn't actually realized that that was that was something that you generated
1: yeah we started actually it was my roommate's idea in college huh yeah 2002 and it was i mean it was a hell of an idea it was really cool Mm
0: -hmm. break it down Uh, for me for for folks who don't know
1: well the idea was um we really wanted to attract people And be able to talk to them about who six are that was that was the core idea um and so tying a turban on them felt like this is something that they see as um mystical Mm. and like Mm. foreign and we could demystify it for them and so um and so what we did in in 2002 was we set up a table you know outside the main student center at our university Um, and as people came by we had Turbans. we had members from the local community uh we had gone through like talking points about like what are the main things we want to convey and so like r- wrapping a turban takes you know five minutes so you get five minutes of attention from somebody mm. and they're interested as hell in that moment of like tell me everything about wearing a turban and so it was actually quite instructive like it was, it was super powerful for a lot of people um that so was 2002. Now, I'm, I've, you know, now it's turned into a really big thing, and they do it all over the world, and they do it at Times Square, and all sorts of stuff. Um, and I still think it has value, but I, now I'm on actually the other side of it. Like, I don't actually personally feel comfortable participating anymore. I'm, I'm not What's quite shifted anti. for you? Um, I, think, I think my sense is that there are other ways to get the same message across without... Um without doing something that's performative and empty for people, like I, I guess the point is like my more than anything else, my turban and my religious identity is just like it's deeply personal, and I can convey like the ideas behind it to people, but like it'll never mean the same thing to other people as it does to me, and so it's not that it's sacred, but it's just personal and like to have somebody else walk around in a you know, in the same turban and to think that they are able to replicate that in some way. Like it feels it feels demeaning in some way. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I don't know, it's it's not necessarily um sacrilege, but like it it, it bothers me to think like they take a turban, they're walking away from Times Square, like what are they gonna do? Like I've seen turbans in the trash, and that like breaks my heart. Yeah, I, like, I really yeah, cold. yeah,
0: yeah. No, that's so, like that kind of thing yeah. is,
1: is like what I think about. Hmm. Um, but it, it, a lot of the you know, what Aisha was saying about like the empty allyship. Like, I don't want people walking away who mean well, right? But I don't want them walking away being like, "Oh, now I know the kinds of racism that comes with." looking that way because I walked down the street and somebody looked at me funny. Like mm-hmm. It's not about looking at you funny, it's about like actual violence. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to give people a false sense of what the truth is, I guess, for so many sex. Mm-hmm. And like, that's, that to me is like why I'm kind of out on turban day. Again, I'm like not anti, like I'm not against it. I'm not protesting. I don't even say anything negative about it. Because I think there's still some value. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it's one of those things where like, more harm, more good, I'm not really sure, but mm. right now
2: it kind of feels like more harm. Mm. Mm. Yeah, the other thing I wonder about, I, I'm pretty much with you there exactly on like, I'm not anti, right, yeah. like I'm not gonna start protesting these events like some Muslim activists do. My, my worry especially is that the backlash from Sikhs or Muslims to events like this um, can also be destructive, yeah, like people's yeah. idea, they're like, Oh, so like you don't even want to have this interfaith event with us, like like, whatever. You know what I mean, right? Like, um, that's
1: true. That's really true.
2: Yeah, if you're not getting your message across, like properly and clearly conveying why you feel like this is not the best route necessarily to go for these kinds of like educational events, then um, it'll do more harm than good. And I don't know that the um, I don't know that people are properly conveying their concerns
0: yeah huh Huh. that's deep that's deep yeah there's a lot there's I think what you're saying about it being so personal you know such a personal exercise such a personal experience such, such a meaning that's connected to it and 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 just the visual also of, of of it being discarded you know what happens after that what happens when you move on even if you've been Im- impressed by the experience you know than what, th- there is like the physical garment, you know? And kind of, what do, what do you do, like, is there a proper way to dispose of, I mean, of, I'm, I'm thinking more of the, the turban than the hijab, but maybe even in the case of the hijab, is there?
1: There's, there's no formal process. Yeah. I mean, I'm, not, I'm like reflecting on my own now. I think the only thing that we've ever done in our family is donated them. So
0: and where do you donate them?
1: Like, we send them back to Punjab, oh, um, okay. which is, for the most part, like, now you can get them here, but we still, I still get my fabric from India for the most part. And I send it back for, you know, like, orphanages or something where kids who want turbans but don't have them, like, they, you know, it's uh-huh. material. that's a, um, yeah. yeah, that's, hmm. yeah, I, I can't think of any other way that we've ever. Yeah.
0: The yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, do, you, do you guys have anything special that you guys do? Not at all.
2: No, um, I, I don't even remember what happened with my old ones. Actually, yeah, I do. I give them to my sister, and then she does what she wants.
0: All the sparkly them, pink I, ones, they just get all, passed yeah, down.
2: Yeah, like the <laughs> she has them all. Um, she has them all. What I
0: was store. thinking when you were talking about that, I was wondering if there's, you know, how, like, you know, teenage girls or adult Women or something, you know, walk around like wearing Hello Kitty, like, you know, sort of ironic <laughs> things. So I don't know, maybe there's like an ironic oh, hijab, funny. like yeah, infa- yeah. infantilizing yeah, yeah. culture yeah. with yeah. the sparkly sequence or <laughs> whatever. Definitely
2: like the kawaii culture and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the what? The kawaii culture?
0: What is that? What,
2: doesn't it mean like
0: cute, right? Oh, 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 here's here. I thought it was like some some subset, but you're talking about about the Hello Kitty thing. Oh, man. Oh, that's good. That's good. Oh, man. See how awesome those guests are. What a good time dear listeners that's a wrap on this week's interfaith ish so 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 much love for simran jeet singh and aisha khan for hanging out with me definitely a couple of interfaith superheroes right there you can follow aisha's writing on the religion news service and on twitter at aisha b khan that's a y s h a b k h a n and you can find Simran on social media at sikprof that's S-I-K-H-P-R-O-F, and everywhere, really. That dude is all over the internet. Plus, check out his new podcast, Spirited, which debuts at the end of this month. You can find our entire catalog of interfaith-ish episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. And, dear listeners, I want to invite you to call and leave a message right now on our new number, 202 two nine five three. Let us know what conversation made the biggest impression on you. What'd you learn? What connections did you make? You can also write us. We're on social media at interfaithish. We receive electronic letters at interfaithish at gmail.com. That's I N T E R F A I T H I S H at gmail.com. But you should totally call us with the interfaithish you wish to dish and leave a message. Again, that's 202-599-2953, our private voicemail line. Next episode, my fellow interfaith astronauts, Miranda Hovemeyer and Sue Katzmiller will be with me in the studio. And we're going to have a super special listening party. We want to hear your voicemail. Also, it'll be our fundraising week at Tacoma Radio. So you should totally donate at TacomaRadio.org. And be sure to say how much you love our show. Until next time, keep it locked to WOWD 94.3 FM for great music and programs seven days a week, streaming online at TacomaRadio.org. Man,
1: yeah, that timeline thing is so real. It's it's legit. Really
2: <laughs> it's a problem. I went to JOLSA last year with... Crazy tan lines, so embarrassing.
1: I'd like, because I'd like, nobody ever sees me without it, so like, I've never really resolved mine. Occasionally, every, like one day, every time I'm around Bill, I'm like, okay, I'm lift it up. Lift it up. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> i have Bruce,
2: though.